0: great things he has done. That's the most amazing, isn't it? That he would come to save me. That he would come to save me. How great are his works. think about what this really means to each one of us and the trust and faith that we can have on our God. He has proven himself time and time and time again. He has proven himself that what, if he never does another thing, what he did on Calvary is more than enough. More than enough. And we can have that assurance that Jesus is ours. We can have that assurance. And what a blessing that is to have that assurance, to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that we belong to Jesus. Blessed assurance, Jesus is.
1: Father, thank you today that you're here, that we have the assurance that God, that our life is hidden with Christ in God. We love you. Today is your day like none other. I pray that you will bless the word for those that aren't here, God. Pray for Sonny today, God, complete healing. Touch those that aren't with us, God. We miss them. They're a part of our body. Today, God, may your presence be here. May we sense you. In the dinner today, Lord, may you just, may we feel the love and cherish the goodness of God among God's people. Pray for April today at home. Pray for Millie. God, touch them. Bless them. We miss the body of Christ when they're not here. They are us. And I thank God we're hidden with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. You can turn to Matthew, the fifth chapter. Maybe I need to turn to Matthew fifth chapter. I thought I had it right here. So this week we got to, uh, Wendy and I and Sonny got to visit Millie. A hope when I'm 90 I still got that kind of love for God. She uh, walked in that house. I know she's listening. Her and her seven cats prayed. We 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 had us a time. I'll tell you, it was great. It's wonderful. Yeah, there's a lot of fur there. Uh, but they they uh, yeah. We just I, I just it, it does me good because I, I say that because you see, you see this generation. My granddaughters are here. And I see the generation we have here, and it's, it reminds me of what we're going through in the Old New Testament. Not that the, thank God, this generation here, you are my age, are not the stiff-necked Israelis, thank God. They is, you know, we're not, we're not the Jewish people going across the desert. But it's unique to see how God can take you through a lifetime, and you can stay faithful And you can be persistent in loving him. And you see that Millie and these girls lifting their hands. And I I told Glenda this. I'm going to tell on Glenda, since she's back, I can really talk about her now. But uh, that, you know, my granddaughter, Penny, was uh, the last time they were here, she was just looking back. And Glenda was gone. Penny was gone. Glenda was gone. Penny was gone. And you know what? We, uh, they watch us. We model for them. worship. We model for them in speech. We model for them how we live. Be careful how you live. Because there's a generation that's watching. In Matthew 5, Jesus said, you're the salt of the earth. I like this version. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It can't be. It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it out on a stand and give light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good works or good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Sweets or salt? Pick your choice. You you got one. You're a salt person. You're a sweet person. Some people like it both and like it all. So Wendy likes both, so she'll buy the cheese popcorn with the caramel in it. you got to have both, okay? So uh, I'm kind of a salt person. If it was between a, a Twinkie and a bag of chips, I'd probably pick the bag of chips. Uh, if it's between a ding-dong and a pretzel, I'm going to do the pretzel. Uh, Jesus has a unique way of contrasting when he speaks, he uses basic things to bring about incredible insights and truth. Uh, it's just, when you think about, light is so simple. Salt is so simple. But those basic things in the Sermon on the Mount bring us to who we are. You see, I'll, I'll kind of, okay, let's take salt. Salt wakes up, wakes up your taste buds. And light exposes. So, I remember the girls love this story. They've heard it a million times, but... When, when I was little, say I was eight years old, and I had pneumonia five times in one year, so I contracted tuberculosis. Uh, long story short, I, I was spitting blood when I was 13 years old. They couldn't solve it, and that was my first night in church. I got prayed for, and God instantly healed my lungs. It's just a miracle. God, God's still a miracle worker. We'll get that cough out of here, James. That heart's going to be healed. You never know what God can do. If he can heal tuberculosis, I promise you can take care of some other things. So... I would always cough at night and especially on the weekend my father worked out of town in construction and would come home on weekends and I had I remember this one Friday night I had a really it was my first introduction to this old wives tale so it was a Friday night and I was hacking just cough 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 and all of a sudden the lights come on and my mom has this pocket of salt in your hand and she's saying lick it lick it and i'm going what is this so my mother had heard that if evidently from her mother the hillbilly from tridelphia west virginia that if you lick salt it will stop coughing who thinks of these things that's called abuse in this day and age. But anyway, so I'm, my mom's putting a little salt. And I don't think that's what Jesus is talking about when you're to be the salt of the earth, okay? I don't think we're supposed to stick Jesus in people's face and say, lick. Uh, but people should know and be aware. We talked about this in Sunday school again. Again, the Sunday school teacher's in my notes. But we. We should wake up people with our life. They should know that we believe. It shouldn't be a secret. I'm not saying you got around, walk around, work with the cross and say, everybody. I'm not saying that. You shouldn't have to do that. They should know by your speech, by your lifestyle, by how you act. Let's say this by how you spend your money. Because the two things that will tell me about a person, how you spend your recreational time. And let me look at your checkbook. That will tell me a lot about you. Enough preaching there. I better get off that one. That's that's tough. I know we're going to get really at the altar after that. But we wake up people because we're the light. It repels darkness. People should know the difference in our lifestyle. What I'm saying is there's tension between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. Do you know that? They're not the same. The kingdom of God is light. The kingdom of darkness is not. The lifestyle of the kingdom of darkness is not the way we should live. There's tension. Sometimes it works. sometimes when you're doing things, there's tension. Talking this morning about people making fun about going to hell. There's tension because, oh, wait a minute, we don't want to go to hell. So there's tension immediately. The way we walk, and I will tell you this as a Christian, in Luke 6, 26, Jesus says this. When all men speak well of you, beware. Yeah. Be very careful because, boy, everybody likes me. I'm not saying you want to be a person that everybody doesn't like me. I'm not saying that. We'll talk about salt as a flavor of but I'm saying this. Our life, what I'm saying is there a line. And this book tells us where the line's at. As we read this, it tells us the lines that are drawn. There is a difference between light and light. And darkness. Jesus also says, and, and I remember, I was in New York City on a missions trip. Only in New York City could you see this or a big city. So, on a Sunday, we're going out and picking up kids on a bus. It's a monster church, Metro Assembly. They probably have I'm twenty thousand people at the church. It's just unreal. Sunday schools all over the city. So we were going to pick up kids, and Greg said. This is a tricky house, the guy I was with. And I'm going, what do you mean? He said, it's just tricky. Just get ready. And I'm going, okay. So we walk in and the parents, the parents aren't up. So he says, I always go in and get the kids. I said, you do? <laughs> yeah. So he said, now listen, you're going to hear some things like crunch on your feet. Don't get shocked. Okay. So we walk in. And he turns the light on, and I'm telling you, it is a cockroach farm. So they are all over the floor, and that's the crunching that I heard Turn the light. And you know why you know how I'd go wait, why i had to why i go wake the kids? Said cotton balls in their ears and their nose, so the cockroaches wouldn't crawl up at night. Don't you feel like you love God today? No, I'm just but I'm saying that it in your life I'm not calling I'm calling sin a cockroach. But I'm saying, Jesus is talking about light also exposing things. We need to add flavor. Yes, yes. Salt should add flavor. That's why the Bible says in Colossians 4, 6. Let your conversation, or let your speech be seasoned and always full of grace. Seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone. We ought, our, our speech ought to not Our speech should not always attack, but it should attract. We should be able to answer people. We should put a a good flavor in people's mouth towards God. The Bible also says in Proverbs 11.30. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who is wise saves lives, or King James is probably a little better here. He that winneth souls is wise. Wise. There is wisdom in showing and revealing Christ to people. But Jesus is saying, We're the light of the world, we're not the darkness, don't hide. Our speech can repel, it can attract. There is a on every campus in America since the sixties, there's a, a right to form on campus. That means you have a, a place to speak. It's called a right to form or format. So every campus in America, from San Francisco to New York, from Florida to North Dakota, or you want to go to every campus in America, usually even they're private, they have a right to form. So when you're doing open air preaching on campus, which I've done a little bit, you go to that form and you start preaching. So I was at San Francisco University Got off the train. This guy said, hey, why don't we do some open air stuff? I said, good, okay, let's go. So I start time. Jesus is Lord. God has come. And I'm telling you, that's a university where you're going you're gonna to hear it. So immediately a crowd gathered because, you know, you're the Pied Piper and people are coming around. And a kid goes, you're a hoax. You're a fake. And I'm going, I, I just started. <laughs> I just started. How do you know that? What I didn't know is the week before. There was an evangelist on that campus, and a, man, and a man walked up, and his eyes were white as snow. I knew the campus pastor. And he went down, and he said, I believe God can heal you. And this, this guy went, I do too. He laid on him, hands on his, complete sight immediately. It's a miracle. And everybody, I'll tell you what, regardless of how much you live for God, there are still some people. That will say I don't believe Jesus God could do miracles in front of them, and They're still going to walk away and be scoffers and doubters. He was responding to me because of the miracle that God had done next week. Last week he was responding to me saying it's a hoax. I was a hoax because God did a healing and no one believed that God did that healing. Let me say this to you regardless of what you hear live your life. Regardless of what you see, live your life. Do not stop living for God. Do not stop telling the story of Jesus because it's the only answer for this nation. It's the only answer for the world. Love Andre Crouch. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there's no other. Jesus is the way. Amen? So, you say, I really have a problem sharing Christ. I just can I tell you how to do it real easy? Say do. Say done. You know how to witness. You cannot, religion tells us that we have to do things, correct? Religion tells us that we have to access God. Religion tells us that I have seen people in Mexico City get on their knees and crawl for miles with blood coming off their knees because they're making penance to a statue or trying to make up. You can't be good enough, make enough money, dress well enough to please God. You only please God by accepting him and he becomes our righteousness. It's called imputed or it's credited to us. When you, what I'm saying is when you tell people about Christ, they can't do enough. You can't be smart enough. You can't be rich enough because you can't do enough. All your good works aren't enough. The Bible says that our good works are filthy rags when it comes to Christ. You can't do enough. Do you know why I can't do enough? Because Christ has done it for you. Christ has done. Christ has sacrificed himself Christ has given himself. We can't do enough, and that's why Jesus came. God brought Jesus, and he came and died a cruel death on the cross, rose again, and ever makes intercession for us because he is enough. He appeases the righteous. He appeases God. He is the justice giver. He is the sin carrier. So if you want to share Christ with somebody, you you, you, you can't do enough. But Christ has done the work. Do done. Easy way to share Christ. You can tell I taught some students that before. But I'm saying this. There are times when it's very difficult at work. You're put in situations that are tricky. You're put in situations where they're telling the filthy joke. And you're walking away. Hey, don't you want to hear this? And it's tough. I pray that God will give you wisdom. And and the Holy Spirit will fill your mouth of words so you can speak and build a bridge to people for Jesus. I pray that, pray that when you're in those, pray that God through His Holy Spirit can give you the ability to speak. Where you, you're going, where did that come from? That came from the Spirit of God because He gives us the ability in situations to speak for Him because if you're standing as God's spokesman, I promise you He'll give you the words. He's able. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all I could ask or think. You can't think of enough for Jesus to do for you. But God allows us to be flavor in people's mouths. He allows us to be light. Um, salt also is a preserver. You know, I would be terrible thing if every Christian was taken out of America. When the rapture occurs, we're going to find out. But I'm saying it's going to be a terrible thing. We are the salt in America. We are the salt here. Salt not only preserves, light shows the way out of the darkness. You know, the salt used to prevent infections. We're kind of like the Christian antiseptic. For the open, for the open sores of the world, we're that. You know, Christians, um, I don't want to say this. We are a purifying influence in this world. And I'll tell you this. Either you're a purifying inf- influence or you're, falling on, you're, you're under the weight of a fallen society. Either you are purifying, you are acting as an agent where you're being God's agent, or you're not. Light shows the way. Psalm 43, 3. Send me your light and your faithful care. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. We are the light, Ephesians one thirteen I love this, and you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, when you believed you were marked in him with a seal, the promise Holy Spirit. When you accept Christ, the Holy Spirit seals you. you are sealed with the spirit of promise. Holy Spirit seals your life. Believe me, there's a lot more going on for you as a Christian than you know. God is that when Jesus died and the temple was rent, that means Jesus becomes our intercessor. When you pray, Jesus is standing for God the Father pleading our case. Jesus is for us, not against us. Thank goodness. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 1.12, one of my favorite passages, the song, he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. You can read that. That's a great passage. God is able to keep us until the day Jesus comes. We are salt. But not only are we salt that we preserve, but we're salt in this world that, that we become the light to people. You know, this is an old statement, but I want to I I go a little more on it. The, you know, if you heard this one, you're, you might be the only Bible that somebody reads. Be careful how you talk. Be careful how what you do, and be careful what you say in front of people that don't know Christ. I really believe this. I'll say it a lot. I believe the world would come to Jesus. A lot more people would come to Christ if they saw true believers in the world. I think where we get in trouble is we have Christians that live a half-life. They're only a Christian when it's comfortable or convenient, but other times I'm going to do what I want. If we sold out to God, I believe there'd be a world that would follow more Jesus. They would see Jesus more. You see, that's what Jesus says in 5.16. He says this, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. They, when people see your good works, they say, I want to follow Jesus. You say, not everybody. No, but he's saying, do your good works so they can see that the goodness of God is in you. We have that power. Greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. We have the power to live for God. We need to call on that power on a weekly basis. I was. uh, I'm going back to New York for a minute here. I. uh, I have a real good friend that pastors that church that I was talking about. The cockroach story. Um, His name is Bill Wilson. Great friend. uh, Great pastor. Uh, Bill was walking down the street one day, and they started their church in an area called Flatbush in New York City, in Brooklyn. Terrible area. Better now, but back then, in the early '80s, it was a nightmare. So we would go to their church and help them do some things and do outreach and do some buildings for them. Build some additions on and do things. And we'd take some teams there. And one time Bill was walking down the street and somebody saw him and hated what was going on. And it was probably someone that were taking money out of their pocket when I mean that. When you're leading drug dealers to Christ, you're taking money out of people's pockets. And when you take monies out of people's pockets, they get angry. So somebody threw a brick from a third story building and hit him in the head. Uh he went unconscious and woke up and there was a aneurysm on his brain. Uh blood clot had formed, uh and it was touch and go. And he told the doctor, I'm gonna leave and trust God. And the doctor said, You are not gonna leave. Yeah, I'm gonna leave. So he got up and walked out. Probably a dangerous thing to do. The nurse would probably shake her and say, What is wrong with him? It's true, but he felt like he needed to be out there, he wasn't gonna be afraid. He wasn't going to be fearful of what they would do to him because God had called him there and God would protect him. And he was sitting at breakfast one morning and a monstrous blot of blood flowed from his eyeball and that thing had broken and come out his eye and God really gave him a miracle. Um, I want to say this to you. Sometimes it's not a popular thing to be a Christian. And I'll say this, it's going to be less popular as we move on. You you can see that moving. You can just see, you can see if a pendulum is swinging, it's not swinging our way. But I promise you this, God will give us the ability to speak and live for him in the darkest moments. Because Jesus said with him, we are the light of the world. God, give us the voice. God, let us reach a generation. God, help this church to keep going because I believe this is the place where people are healed, people are touched, people are saved. Uh, Jesus didn't send the angels. Jesus didn't send a lot of signs. Jesus doesn't shout from heaven. Now he will in Revelation. The angel will shout from heaven in Revelation. But this isn't Revelation, folks. This is the day and dispensation of grace. And God has called us. To be his ambassadors. We are Christ ambassadors. We are the ones that bear the burden. And share the load of Jesus. If he wanted to send an angel he would. If he wanted to send inside sign in heaven. Get saved he would. But he sent us. He sent us to walk. Jesus taught us to walk. To live. To speak. And to really live him. Among a world that is now pagan. This isn't a Christian nation. This is a nation, there is, this young generation is more biblically illiterate than any generation we have raised. It is up to us to raise up this generation to be spokesmen for God, to be their example, to love them, to show them the light, and to keep and to not give up. On this generation. But keep praying that God would send and we would go. That God would send and we would go. Because when, the, when they're here, this generation, we're responsible for what God brings us. I'm going to say this again. We're responsible for what God brings us. Everybody wants a young church. But when they come, <laughs> you've got to be responsible for them. We've got to disciple them. We've got to love them. We've got to teach them the way. It's it's just the way it is. It's it's tough because people pray god give us a harvest Harvests can have rotten fruit in it Harvests can have a lot of things. You you know Harvest is a hard thing. It's not easy. It takes a lot of equipment It takes a lot of people. It takes a lot but i'm praying That god will bring us a harvest and we'll be a light on this corner and god will bring people and jesus Will save them and they will be healed and marriages will be made well And addictions will be healed. And even, and I'll talk about this next week, even good people that think they're too good will come and find out that they're not good enough and they bow before the cross because there's room at the cross. For every economic status, every social person, there is room at the cross. And this cross here is big enough. Amen? I want to pray for you today. I want to pray that God issues you to be ambassadors for him at work, at quick trip. See, Wendy was trying to be ambassador when she got out of the car. We were trying, but it just wasn't the right mode. You know, I'm just kidding. But uh, I I want to pray that where God sends you, because it's easy to live for God here. Everybody's worshiping. Everybody's shaking hands. Everybody's eating. The two Christians do well. Eat meat, eat. We do that great here. But I'm saying that we do need God's wisdom God's favor because when you have wisdom and you have favor God will bring fruit now What do you do with the fruit? God brings you you have to disciple that fruit. You have to take care of that fruit I'm praying today. Thank you, penny. I'm praying today that god will let us Not only Be his spokesman But once we are spokesman Know how to bridge from being god's spokesman to being god's hand because it's one thing to speak, it's another thing to put your hand out and say, come on. God, I pray for our church today. That we become light, we become salt, that we not only, you know, sometimes we're exposing that sin. I pray, God, that you show us how to love people. You won't know my disciples because they're well-spoken. You won't my disciples because they dress well or they're eloquent. You'll know they're my disciples by their love one for another. I pray God a love bomb explodes in this place. That you teach us to cry and to pray and weep for lost people. That when you bring us unchurched people that we will love them. When you bring us young people you will love them. God we ask you to give us grace give us mercy and we ask you when we are out a among the field, we're at work, we're at play, we're at games, we're doing things. God give us grace, give us patience. Let us see people through the eyes of Jesus. Because you wept for Jerusalem. You took the hand of the widow. You took the hand of a lady God that had an issue of blood and she was healed. God, you do things. Help us to do things. That you would do I'll say it again Lord please help us to do Things that you would do Bless us today bless The meal we're about to partake in God help us to be light in a dark world When darkness surrounds us help Us to shine more don't let us Cover our candle but let us say Shine Jesus Shine In Jesus name I want Glenda to stand I want James to stand please I want Liz This is Liz in here would you go get her? Go get mom. Steve, I want you to stand for Sunny today, please. You see, I won't let it go unless I see. You know, I don't. I don't need to see God heal. I know He does. I've seen things happen, but I believe this. This is a church that prays for sick people. Yes. Believe that. I believe that God touches people. I do. Got, got Doors, stand up. Croup be gone The bible says Anoint them with oil And the prayer of faithful You don't have to stand Doris You can set God can heal you Setting or standing Just don't do cartwheels Just take it easy first Okay Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna believe God For my daughter today Jesus is a healer I want you to Bev would you stand with her Would you come stand with her Just pray for George Pray for Rudy Rudy would you pray with James would you come pray with Liz? See, I believe that people need to agree with us in prayer. I believe that's important. Rudy's going to pray with you, James. He's coming. You got her? Bev, you got her? Okay. No, no, you're good. You're good. Come pray for Liz, honey. Jesus, thank you you hear us today. Stick out your hand, folks. Let's believe God. Father, we believe you today that you're our healer. No one is like you. No one. No one. I have seen cancer fall off, people. You healed me of tuberculosis. I've seen again and again what you do. Be our healer today, God. Stretch out your hand to us. Pray for April at home. I pray for Millie today. God, touch our church. I pray for Sonny. I pray this cough completely goes from Glenda. For Doris, healer today, God. I pray for Liz, complete healing, God. For James, heal his heart, God. Make him completely well. God, we cry out to you because we have no answers. Doctors keep giving us medicine, but I want the balm of Gilead today. I want God's healing and his touch, and I pray you do that today. It's not with my volume of voice or because I'm loud. It's because your anointing is here. Your presence is healed. You're a healer. I will not walk out of here and not believe that you can heal. You can't save. You can't deliver. It's our God. You did it all through the Bible and you continued through the New Testament. You are that God today. Let us go away with healing and your touch and your power and your grace. May Glenda's cough completely dissipate. God do your work. Be with Tom in this knee surgery. God do your work. Do things that we can't do. May we marvel and testify. Of your greatness God. You are a great God. And God's people said amen. Uh, I love you all. I pray God's best for you. I didn't say this today. We have these behind every chair. Uh, Just set for just a few minutes. We'll eat and we'll keep eating and keep talking. I know that's who we are. We love that. And I think that's biblical. Eating is biblical. Jesus did it. Hey, I can do it. Amen. Uh, We made up these prayer and praise cards. If you have a praise, you want to write it down. The most important service for me isn't this one or isn't. Wednesday night, we're walking through the Bible. Most important service for me happens at 6.30 on Thursday when we pray. You'll hear me say that again and again. We need need the Word in the church. It's a foundation. The Word in the Spirit is a foundation for a church. You have to have both, but believe me, you can have both those things and crumble without the foundation of prayer. So on Wednesday nights, we pray. If you have a prayer request, write it on the back here and leave it at the pew. Or you can put it in the offering. I didn't get to it early enough today, but... We're that we want to hear when God answers too, because we do not want to be the nine that ran away We want to be the one that returned the leper in the bible. We want to be the one that says thank you lord So prayer is the foundation. I tell you what wednesday nights, uh, we're teaching through We're in the book of numbers Yeah, I got to remember pastor. Remember where you're at, uh, and it has been unique for me to march through I have People that probably forgot more about the word than I know. And it's a challenge for me. But Wednesday nights have been a joy for me. Uh, Thank you for letting us again pastor this church. We love you all. Let's eat like there is no tomorrow in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you much. Okay. (laughs) you. <laughs>